Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick. I'm your host. Welcome to the show. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Really happy to have you. And if you've been here before, welcome back. Today, we're going to talk about, did that conversation ruin me? As many of you know, I've written a book called Brief, Make a Bigger Impact by Saying Less, and I'm the founder and managing director of the Brief Lab. Our mission is to help you and your ideas stand out by being clear and concise. That is the point. These podcasts are really help as a way to think about the issues that get in our way, the opportunities that we face, the challenges that we face, and I'm hoping that some of these will start to spark in you a desire to be better when it comes to being clear and concise in your communication. Why am I talking about conversations and the quality of the conversation? It's, it's something that we do every day and we may not even realize how these conversations are hurting our reputation. In the courses that we teach, we talk about what is the impact when people are not clear and concise, when they're not brief. And we usually create lists of, of impact areas and certainly there's things like wasting time and people are confused and you delay decision making and the lists are, are a lot of different areas get impacted. And one of those areas of impact is credibility and reputation. And it really strikes a chord in me because the quality of our conversations can be what shapes people's reputation in a, in a, in a very meaningful way. Um, in one of the recent podcasts, I talked about a story where a CEO was telling me how important it is for him to make each and every conversation count. And as you may recall, the point of that story was, you know, he would talk to his key customers, but only once a year because his sales reps would bring him on sales calls. And his comment to me was, you know, they, the salespeople see these clients all the time. I only see them once a year, so I have to prepare and make each conversation count because what they think of me, what they think of our company is dependent on the quantity and really the quality of that conversation. You know, how long it lasts and how well it went. So what I want to talk to you about today is what risk are we running? Are we, you know, are we getting rewarded by these? Or are we getting hurt by these? Is there a risk or there is there a reward? And certainly, um, in examples of this for, for us in our daily lives would be, you know, a chance encounter with somebody, maybe our boss, or we go to a trade show or a conference or an event, and you strike up a conversation with somebody. Maybe it's just a conversation with a coworker. Um, you know, it might be, you know, getting on a phone call and the small talk before you start um, a, a conversation on video conference or, or phone or the 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 harmless chatter before a meeting starts. What's the quality of those conversations? And I want us to take a time today to look at that and and look at what you know what's what's happening here. And I think a lot of times people you know have a double standard. So if you think about a conversation's ability to to strengthen a reputation, to make a person more confident in us, to make it to make them think that you know we're we're good to work with, we're easy to work with, we're co we're collaborative, or the opposite. So it kind of look like the compare and contrast of of those two different worlds. I mean, one might be, yeah, every time I talk to this person, it's a monologue. I don't really say anything. They just dominate the conversation. Or 
is that conversation balanced? Um, I'm in conversations with people and and they just lose track of themselves and what they're saying and they just keep on going on about things that matter to them but they almost forget that the other person is there. Compare that to people that are pretty respectful that, hey, I'm not the only person here. There are other people um, and, and it's, it's not one-sided. You know, people that ramble, um, they seem to be almost pointless in just how they meander and, and how conversations, great conversations are often easy, just really easy to follow. And then finally, just, you know, people that just wait for their turn to talk. They're not really listening, but they're just, they're just waiting to respond, listening to respond, to agree. They're just waiting for their turn. So this is, those are, those are just clearly moments where, let's face it, we're talking to people and, and those conversations aren't that great. And how does that affect what we think about them? And, you know, what, you know, what value do we perceive in that, that, that person? So just some, uh, some things to think about. Um, how do you fix this? Well, I think the, you know, the first thing to do is just be aware of it. Be aware of, um, you know, that there aren't two standards. You have one standard, and it's to always make those conversations better, uh, more meaningful. Um, you know, I don't have certain types of conversations with important people, and then everybody else I abuse. So don't live a double standard. Have one standard. I think that's really important. But be aware that your reputation is linked to the quality of the conversation. You know, going back to that CEO, he has a stellar reputation because he makes every conversation count. So be like that. You know, the second thing is, I said this in the book, but it's bear, it bears repeating. You know, it's more like tennis and less like golf. Good conversations are back and forth. They're shared. You know, golf is, I'm, I'm, just, advanced, I'm just hitting the ball, it's my ball. It's, a, it's, it's, it's an individual sport. Conversations are not individual sports. So remember that it's, it's, it's more like tennis, it's not, it's not golf. And then finally, at the end, assess yourself. You know, when I, make, when I have phone calls on my cell phone, frequently after I finish the phone call, the first thing I do to check is how long did that phone call last? And then the second th question I ask myself is, what could I have done to make it better? And I think that's a habit that we need to, to get into. Do we ask ourselves at the end of the conversation, hey, was that a good one or a bad one? Was it weak? Was it strong? Was it balanced and conversational or was it a monologue? And we can catch ourselves in those moments where that conversation is not that great. You know, it just becomes um, a one-sided affair. And I think the habit of doing those things, being aware of how I am in a conversation, um, making sure that the conversations are more balanced, and then asking ourselves at the end, hey, how did that go? Those are basic habits that professionals should do on a day-to-day -day basis to improve the quality of their conversations. Because at the end of the day, we're talking to people all the time, whether you know we're aware of it or not. They're formulating an opinion about us and the organizations that we work for. Maybe it's our department. Maybe it's our team. Maybe it's our division. Whatever the unit is that we're working for, it's not just what they think about me. They might think bad things about the organization that we represent because we, we are the, the face of that brand, of that, of that organization. So something to think about that we can't take these things lightly.
Um, when I think about consistency in this area, it, I really want you to think about that this happens over time. I mean, the game of consistency is not what we can do in a day or, or in a week, but what happens with those conversations over time, the, the average of all of those conversations we have with all of those people, that's what shapes the reputation that we have. And it's a big contributor. It's not the only thing that informs um, what people think about us, but it's a big one. And it's one that I think we should be more, thinking about more and more. You know, did that conversation help me or did it hurt me? I want to make a request before I wrap up this podcast, and I haven't done this in the past, but I want to do it now. As the as the as the the followers grow and more and more people are discovering um, the podcast, that makes me happy because I'm doing this to help you and your organization and your teams get better. And that's the whole point of the book, and that's the point of the brief lab, and that's the point of the, of, of the podcast. What I would like you to do is to send me an email. Um, my email address is jmccormack, so it's J-M-C-C-O-R-M-A-C-K at thebrieflab.com. And tell me what you think of the podcast. Just a few words. Put the subject on. I'm going to read these. I, I don't get, you know, 7 million emails about the podcast. It's growing. I want to hear from um, the people that listen to it. So I, I, I really want to know what your opinion is. So any recommendations? Um, any comments, any questions, observations, whatever you might have. If you feel so inclined, please reach out. Um, I'd also like to ask you to write a review if you can. Um, put comments on the site. Um, if you go on our website, you can put comments there. I can I'll certainly read those. You can send me an email as well. Um, if you want to put a review on iTunes or Android, that would be even better. Um, just spread the word because this is the point of this is to make us all better when we communicate. So... In the next conversation we have, I want you to ask yourself the following question. Or better said, to remind yourself, it's better to be interested than interesting. Just saying.